Welcome to the Anxious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Broadhead. The goal of this show is to teach you exciting new ways to make more money while still having plenty of time and money left over to create all the amazing movies you've ever dreamed of making. We'll be interviewing wildly successful entrepreneurs and amazing movie-making filmmakers to figure out the best ways to make a lot of money and the best ways to use that money to create great films. Thanks for tuning in, and please check out at the Anxious Filmmaker on Instagram to see short videos of all the best moments from this and every episode. Now let's get the episode started. All right, welcome everyone. Today I'm with Christine Handy. Uh, very excited to hear more about her. Christine, could you give us a bio of you? Hi, everybody. I'm the author of the book Walk Beside Me. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a mother, most importantly. I'm a model and I'm on the board of two nonprofits and I'm a nationally recognized humanitarian. And lastly, I go to Harvard. I'm getting my master's degree in creative writing and literature. Yeah. What, what inspired the, uh, the Harvard enrollment? I love that question. And not very many people ask that surprisingly since I'm 50. <laughs> am I going to Harvard? Um, it's actually because when I, after I've completed my chemotherapy, after I had breast cancer, I had a lot of chemo brain, which is chemo fog in your brain. And, you know, I would ask my oncologist and they'd say, what do you, you know, do puzzles or, you know, read a book or something. And I did those things and it didn't help. And so I thought, you know what, why don't I go back to school? Cause now I'm writing because my career before that was just modeling. And so I thought, well, why don't I try to go to Harvard? You know, it is one of the best institutions in the country. And I got in. And so I've been going for about a year and a half. And I, it's completely eliminated my chemo brain. And I'm, I'm loving it and learning incredible skills in, in writing and in literature. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm assuming, is it an online program? For the moment. So I started prior to COVID and we were required to be there. I'm not moving from Miami to Boston, but we were requ required to be there about five days a semester. Right now, we don't, we're not able to go at all. But ultimately, I'll be doing my thesis on campus. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. cool. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, any any tricks for, for getting into <laughs> the folks who want to also go to Harvard? You know, not really. I, I, I think they liked, you know, maybe my age and the diversity and maybe the reason why I was applying. Maybe that was a mm -hmm. catalyst, right? Um, and I also did really well in undergrad. I, of course, that was many years ago, but I went to SMU and I was an A student. Mm -hmm. So I came for, I can't, I had a good background. Yeah, that's awesome. Good, good for you. I, I love that life, lifelong learner. Yeah, really, you know, taking it to the limit there with with Harvard. Yeah, that's great. Well, taking it taking a really tough situation like chemotherapy and chemo brain, um, <laughs> which are lasting effects after chemo to, oh, you know, wow. a, a very good solution, but not only a good solution, but, you know, really over the top solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of my it's kind of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. Um, how, how do you think the, the program so far has affected your writing? 
It's incredible, actually. Um, and I thought it was a really good writer before. Um, but I'm really learning one of the basic tools about writing is you have to show it versus tell it. Mm. Readers don't want to be taught. Readers don't want to be told how to feel. Right. And so in, in order to show you know, what you're telling, it's it's critical in writing. Mm -hmm. And it also it also makes the readers trust you as a writer. And so instead of saying, I don't feel very good, you know, show what you know, you don't feel very good. Show how you don't feel very good instead of saying, I don't feel very good. There's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing like how you, you hear someone say that and you like do it and you read it and you're like, oh, that's like so obvious. How did I not realize that? It's hard. You know, it's taken me, well, I'm into the program for a year and a half and I've taken like a pro seminar class and I've taken fiction. Well, I'm actually in a fiction class right now and nonfiction so it's all and i've taken journalistic writing it's very different writing all of it is very different mm -hmm. um and next semester i'm taking a poetry class and i think that once you learn all the different skills in each of the different writing arenas you pull it all together and you kind of you know hone in on your craft as a writer i would be probably considered a very emotional writer you know, my first book, Walk Beside Me, you know, most people who write about their experience with my book say that they felt like they were there with me. And that's, you know, that's quite a compliment. And I feel like I'm honing in more on that skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it's such a, a valuable skill to develop just... Um, I think so. You know, storytelling, yeah. I, I think that... I mean, just like you said, show, don't tell it. If you, if you're trying to have a positive impact on the world and you're like, Hey everyone, stop eating so many cheeseburgers. I was going to be like F off, but right. if you have some story. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. 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 Storytelling can really change lives. And yeah. that's, I don't say that lightly. It, it changed my life. You know, when you are going through trauma and suffering and you feel alone, it's, it's because you're not hearing other people's stories and vulnerability about them going through similar things. So by storytelling, yeah. you, you make the world feel less alone. Yeah, I, uh, I met a guy, I, I can't remember his name, but he had uh, testicular cancer. He was like a testicular cancer survivor. And he started a foundation that pairs folks going through the same type of cancer together because he noticed that you know the other people are people in the cancer ward or, or wherever he was being right. treated he said he was like 90 percent of them had no one visit nobody visit them. Mm. Yeah. yeah i like i had no idea like i can't imagine a harder yeah. situation to go through with with as much support as as there yeah. is much less yeah. no support yeah yeah and especially it's, it's different when you have support versus empathy and compassion from somebody that's been through it. Those are different. Mm -hmm. And so if you have both combined, you, you have a much better chance of emotionally growing through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Um, I, I am curious and, and I, I am not, my, the last thing I want to do is offend or, or overstep my bounds, but you know, for me, um, you know, I make my own deodorant <laughs> and like, Good for you. and you know, I don't eat anything with preservatives in it. Cause I have been convinced that 
whatever is in our antiperspirant deodorant, whatever is in, you know, even some sunscreens, makeups, lotions, whatever. Absolutely. I, I think there's some gnarly stuff in there. No, you, it's it's fact. The, yeah. the facts are out there. If you if you Google it, that it will show that that is fact. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I changed I changed so much of what I put on my body, which is because our body ingests all of that, those products and those chemicals. Mm -hmm. And so after I, I'm allergic to sugar and a lot of people say, well, cancer thrives in a sugary environment. That's true, but it, that wasn't the cause for me because I'm allergic to it. Mm. But um, yeah, the products that I use, I completely shifted and mm. I, I won't name them right now because I might get in trouble, but yeah, <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, yeah. And deodorant in particular, especially for women for breast cancer. Deodorant yeah. is a really big, can be a big issue. Those chemicals go right into your breasts. Yeah. Uh, every, uh, you know, woman I've ever dated or, or had a close relationship with, friendship, whatever, I always just like, uh, just randomly, I'm like, hey, I made you this deodorant. <laughs> Good for you. Look at you saving the world I one mean, woman no. at a time. <laughs> That's true. Good for yeah, you. I'm just, I, I'm, I don't know. It, it's just, it's, it's funny. You just make it out of like uh, coconut oil and um, arrowroot powder and some baking powder. And I'm just like, well, oh, coconut it's oil. Good. You can coconut oil. You can use on your skin as a lotion too. Yeah, I use it for everything. I cook with it. You know, Put like, on your head. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I get it nice and shiny. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, t tell me about your book, Walk Beside Me. What's, what's Walk, that all about? Walk Beside Me is a fictional depiction of my life. Um, it's, uh, it starts kind of with my cancer diagnosis and it goes back to younger years and then it comes back to the cancer in the end. It's really um, about people showing up for each other. You know, the world that we live in portrays women in particular as being catty and kind of pulling each other apart. I mean, just turn on Bravo TV. And my book is, that's not what was modeled for me in my life. I have really strong female relationships. And so I wanted to show that. And throughout my journey, I was really kind of afraid because I had one illness after another. And I was really afraid that people would not stand by me because I had season after season of suffering. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that can wear anybody out, not just the patient, but the can't the providers, right? The, mm -hmm. the support system. And so I was really worried that I have to go through breast cancer alone. And, and my friends, they really showed up for me and they taught me that it didn't matter if it was season after season after season of illness, um, that they were going to stand with me. And so I wanted to show that to the world to be a model um, of what female friendships can look like and how women standing together really united can save a life. They, they ultimately saved mine. Wow. So, um, what, what is your advice or philosophy on how to best be there for your female friends? Well, to have good friends, you have to be a good friend. Yeah. Um, but it could be as simple as just reaching out. And especially right now with, you know, people feeling isolated, it's, you know, reaching out to people and not just sending a text, which is good, but, you know, FaceTime somebody, you know, talk to them on Zoom, you know, see the person, mm -hmm. even if you have to wear a mask, you know, we need that. We need to feel like we're part of a community. And so by them showing up and being my community, you know, that made me feel not so alone.
Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, great. So uh, I, I am curious what 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 are your goals? What are what are your writing goals? It sounds like you know that's a very important part of your life. What what do you hope to? What are you working yeah. towards there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope I with my writing, I always have a positive impact on people. You know, I don't want to frivolously write. And so I've written several articles that have been published and I've written a second book that I have not published yet because now that I'm being trained at Harvard, I'm kind of changing that story a bit, showing more than telling. Um, but I want to continue to publish books. I, I do love it. And again, I want to have uh, an impact. Now, my books are fictional. Um, I'm not writing self-help books because uh, I've, I've read a lot of self-help books and they didn't help me. So I like to hear people's stories um, and, 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 you know, having those types of stories change me or affect me or uh, guide me versus reading a self-help book. Mm -hmm. I want the story. Like yeah. you said, like the burger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the self-help books that I've read that have actually had an impact on me were all story-based. Storytelling. Yeah. 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 I wish I had known that like 30 years ago. I would have, I would have forsaken my career as a model. I would have not moved to Barcelona to work at the elite modeling agency, and I would have just written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if only we we knew what we know if now. If only, if only, if only. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, back in time does not exist, so we have to keep going forward. Forward is forward. Yep. <laughs> Um, awesome. All right. So my, my final question before I ask you uh, where folks can find out more about you is it's a, a very open-ended, ambiguous question. You can take it in Perfect. the direction that you like. And it is, what are you working towards? Wow. That is an ambiguous question. Um, well, uh, I'm working personally, I'm working towards more balance because over the last five years, since I published my book, all I've really done is work, um, you know, just to build a brand and to more importantly, you know, serve and help other people and inspire and unite women and, and teach women about self-esteem and the importance of that. And I think now I need to kind of take a step back and, and have a personal life because I've done nothing but work. So I think for me, um, this new season of my life is going to be about figuring out a balance. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's, uh, I think we all get caught up in that. I, I know I'm, I'm in the midst of that as well. Trying exactly. To, uh, yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to figure out the balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I go to bed at night and I think about, well, I could have done this to help somebody. I could have done that to help. And I go through this like mental gymnastics about people that I could have helped. And then I think, well, then I wouldn't have eaten that day because <laughs> the only time I wasn't working was when I was shoveling food in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how do you go from that to having a personal life? I have no idea. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, I, I had a therapist tell me a couple of years ago she was like, does that sound like something that anyone could accomplish in a day? And I was like, no. And she's like, then why are you like beating yourself up for not being able yeah. to do that? And I was like, yeah. You and I point. are made from the same cloth. <laughs> yeah. For sure. The deodorant, the work ethic. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad our paths cross for sure. Yeah. 
You too. Yeah, this was really fun. Um, where where can folks find out more about you and your books and? Everything? So my book is sold most places. I usually direct people to Amazon just because it's easy. But it's called Walk Beside Me by Christine Handy, and my website is christinehandy.com, and Instagram is christinehandy1, and LinkedIn is Christine Handy, and just remember the name, and you can yeah. you can find me. <laughs> yeah. Christine Handy, that, that is an easy name to remember. I think so. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, thanks so much for, for doing this. This is really Thank fun. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Talk later. Bye. To see the complete show notes, specific links to everything mentioned, and videos of the 10 best moments from the episode, please go to anxiousfilmmaker.com. Now let's go make some great money and then some even greater movies.